1: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. It is June twenty-seventh, twenty twenty two. This is Fightful Wrestling your WWE Raw post show for June 27, 2022. Denise Alcedo is traveling out of Chicago right now. In her place, we have Robert DeFelice. He's working every day on the news beat on Fightful. Last week, he did uh, Forbidden Door predictions with us as well. Robert, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great, Sean. I will do my best in the role of step host this evening.
1: Oh, what are you doing, step host? Uh, guys, please leave a thumbs up. We would greatly appreciate it if you did. You can get your Super Chats or Humper Chats in as well. Uh, Humper Chats over at HumperChats.com. You can leave your question or statement before we go on the air or during. We've got a plethora of shows every single day, post-Raw, SmackDown, AEW. You know the drill. It's every night. This Saturday, uh, as long as I get to Vegas on a Frontier flight, Uh, We were going to have a post money in the bank show and it will happen a little bit later than normally because Denise and I will be going from that uh, that show to the Blue Wire Studios in Las Vegas. And we'll be doing our first live show in studio. Very excited for that. Got media this week as well. But check out all the interviews that I did last week. Uh, Miro, Leo Rush, Kenny Omega, if you happen to know him. Okay. And oh, by the way, the Grapsity fellas interviewed Red Velvet as well. There's so much going on at Fightful. And of course, FightfulSelect.com will brag about that a little bit later on. But we had WWE Monday Night Raw, Robert, and it was heavily built around John Cena. Yeah. <laughs>
2: at this point John Cena became part of the furniture he was just in any segment just to get him on tv and i think it worked i think a lot of people were excited and i think it'll probably reflect in the number
1: i think that you've uh, gotta you've got to do that you've got to have him in and around like threaded throughout the show Or else people are going to kind of tune out, Robert. I mean, people wanted to to watch this show because of John Cena. I would imagine they're going to see a bump in viewership as a result of John Cena being on the show. I mean, you can tie a lot of the viewership uh, ailments, so to speak, to him not being on the damn show for for years. So I think it was a good thing to do. I do think it is a little weird, (laughs) When they have him walk down that hall and everybody is like, yes, yes, John. Great to see you, John, including several guys that like kayfabe
2: hate him, Robert. Yeah, and people that have beaten him, too. This was a really like they made it clear. John's on another level. Everybody has to kind of, oh, thank you for your presence, Mr. Cena, sir. You know, it's great to have you here. Thank you for blessing. It was very strange, but. Once Cena was allowed to be Cena, it was, it was great.
1: I, uh, I loved that they, they did thread him throughout, but also. I I don't know. Like I I understand they're playing up the importance of John Cena. I don't think you have to play up the importance of John Cena. And I think it would have played it up a little bit more if. Okay. I don't want to say it would have played it up more. It would have played it up just as well if some of the baby faces were back there, like, did you, did you need all the heels? Even Some of them would be fine. I mean, John Cena is going to be friends with some of them, but did you need to see the Miz or Dolph Ziggler back there shaking his hand after what we've seen with those two? And did we need to see everybody there? Because we don't see that for any modern day stars. If they, no. if they spent any amount of this energy putting over somebody modern, like they might not need to rely on this all the time, but I will say Becky Lynch looking dejected was great. I was told that wasn't even the original one and it would have been better. It would have been like her on a ladder looking dejected, uh, which would have been great. But we saw John Cena throughout the night pop up and do stuff like with the street profits and with Austin theory and Austin theory. I'm not going to say the dialogue was good, but I thought his delivery was okay. He, You could tell that he knew that that was his his moment. How did you feel about the interactions between Cena and the specific talent? I
2: thought, like, Street Profits, that was good, okay? Never give up. I got a pop out of him telling Ezekiel, hey, you'll be fine, just remember who you truly are. And they left it at that because we were supposed to see him in the ring, and we didn't. But we did hear the phrase, trod with Elrod, which... John hmm. gave a wonderful facial expression too, and then of course there's Theory, and Theory did his best, but I think John Cena did his best to snub Theory. And if you had heard what John said about his own debut and how he oh my doesn't gosh. like that he kind of was in awe of the Undertaker, he, he hated of gave, his debut. Yeah, he hated it. He really wasn't a fan, and he gave Theory a little bit of that. You're not on my level, kid. Thanks for the banter. I'll see you later. Yeah.
1: Uh there there are times, and yeah, as excited I am to see John Cena back, I'm also reminded of the criticisms often levied against him. I know that he's John Cena, but it was like John Cena turned up to like 14 at some times when he's like, Oh wow, you're the street prophets. And I'm like, Yeah, they are the street prophets, man. Like, chill out a little bit. Like yeah there were there were some of those where he got a little too cartoony and hokey with it and i'm like oh yeah that's the thing that i didn't like about him that's the thing that i didn't miss about him but when he is there there's this era or or aura of excitement so to speak
2: it's kind of like roman roman has it on the heel side where roman's just like you're beneath me and he's really playing it up in that way john is super i'm so happy to be here and golly gee i'm so zeke to be here with zeke and yeah it is a little cartoony but i think he's trying to kind of sprinkle the hulk dust in his own way on all these different people it's it's his way of being like i watch the
1: show i promise (laughs) like that's that's what he's doing yeah we know you don't we know you don't buddy nobody would blame him and nobody would blame him Uh, We've got some Super Chats and Humper Chats. Taint says, I thought Forbidden Door was yesterday. Well, we saw some AEW talent featured on WWE TV. Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, and Paul White. This was shocking and awesome and great. First off, I want to say rad on WWE for even thinking to do this. Good on them for asking AEW. Good on Tony Khan for approving it. Fightfulselect.com, just $5 a month. Had a little bit of the background on that. Uh, They hit up Tony Khan. They said, hey, would you be interested in this? He's like, yeah, sure. I think given the circumstances, it'd be all right. And it got approved. And shout out to the AEW talent who contributed to it. Because even though that largely these celebrations seem artificial by WWE, uh, more so than maybe other places that we've seen that, John Cena has been an integral part of all of their careers. Yeah. And I thought this was awesome. I thought this was great. So good on everybody involved.
2: It's it's amazing. We talked so much about forbidden door, but this is what wrestling should be. It shouldn't be that controversial for them to essentially send in a cameo video. It's been hey, John. It's been 20 years. Congratulations, buddy. And these people needed to be there. Jericho was so integral. John Cena's first pay per view opponent, one of John Cena's first title opponents. Brian got a lot of the rub he got from Cena. And Big Show was John's first WrestleMania win. I think all of that was really important. Yeah.
1: And I I love that that this is even a possibility. It should, you're right, it should be normal. It should be common. It should be the thing that just happens. But uh, John Cena is obviously the top topic we're going to be speaking about. Throughout this show. So we're going to thread that in and out of our show this evening. Uh, Ezekiel or Elias against KO was uh, rescheduled. Ezekiel was there. So it's obviously something with Kevin Owens. We're going to find out what it is, but uh, I was told it wasn't anything too serious. Timbo Slice, thank you for the donation. Miro says, Saw Denise while waiting in line for merch at Forbidden Door. My niece called her out. There's the girl from the internet. She's so tiny. She is very tiny. Oh, no. <laughs> She's very tiny. And Jake says, did y'all hear Tony call out that dirt sheet reporter, SRS, for his crap? <laughs> See, he doesn't even like it. Some loser on Twitter, probably. Well, I, I, I mentioned this on the Backstage Report podcast today on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, I did talk to Tony Khan about the Jefferson Starship thing because I had reported it on saturday on fightful select however i had to reiterate to tony as well as publicly that i never reported that that song was going to be on forbidden door we just reported that they were securing the rights to it and they they had largely done that uh tony said that he had like 97 percent of the rights and was trying to get like the last two percent for forbidden door and was was fearful not he wasn't like i would say he was very respectful to the conversation that, that we had obviously he was disappointed and frustrated that, that got out but he also understands after reading wrestling observer for most of his life that that's that's the name of the game that's the that's just how it is but he also didn't want his audience to expect something that they weren't going to get but uh that's why i was like hey i never said forbidden door so
2: um Hopefully they can secure it. Jane is a great song. I will be honest. I think where is my mind fits that character a little better, but Jane, what a song that's going to be when it finally does play.
1: Yeah. And um, I've had good conversations with Tony like that. I've had some, Pretty heated conversations with Tony Khan in the past, but that one was a, a very good one, and I understand uh, his end of things, and I'm pretty sure he understands. you ever been that hugged a, by Tony Khan, Sean? I've not been hugged by Tony Khan, and I feel kind of left out, honestly. I imagine um, you would. I mean, those were some, you know, listen. I think those are great pictures. I, Fantastic. I chuckled a little bit, but you know what? If it makes the guy happy, who cares? Good for him. Hope it makes them happy and as long as the wrestlers are comfortable with it as well. Brandon says, hey, Sean and Robert, this Wednesday will be my first ever wrestling event I'll attend. And what a time to go for blood and guts. Do you guys each have any tips or advice to give me of what to expect at a wrestling show? Thanks, and keep on humping.
2: Well, this one, you can expect blood and guts. That's the yes. good thing. They tell you right in the name. And I would expect to have the time of your life. Honestly, these AEW shows are just a different breed.
1: AEW is a lot of fun fun to watch live get there early for concessions um and yeah get get your food early don't want to leave during the show so to speak but yeah i think that's what i would suggest and it's it's a good time those AEW shows they're not too long if you don't care that much about the the AEW dark matches you can hit the concessions during then etc etc or just eat before you get to the damn venue but you're gonna have a blast NerdGuru says, Brian apparently wasn't hurt last night. He just happened to walk through the wrong forbidden door. Daniel Bryan versus Brian Danielson is going to be sick one day. <laughs> yeah, they did. They used his WWE name, as you would expect. They used Big Show as well.
2: Yeah, I, I think it it worked out really well. And honestly, I'll always call Paul White the Big Show. I wish he could get the rights to that. I just think the Big Show is a better name than... sure. All white after all those years.
1: Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. We'd greatly appreciate it. Riddle wins the Money in the Bank Last Chance Battle Royal. Now, when you take a look at the roster associated for this Battle Royal, Jinder Mahal, former world champion. Nakamura won a Royal Rumble, won the IWGP title. AJ Styles, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, all former world champions. I feel like there was another one as well. Uh, But you had... Five or six former world champions in here. Riddle ends up winning. I thought we were about to get the Swerbski. I thought it was going to be Miz pulling the old knee injury, dump over. All things considered, I thought this was a rad battle royal. It had stakes to it. It was like 25 minutes long. You got to shine people like T-Bar who desperately need it. Desperately need it. And now I'm sitting here saying, give me Ricochet and T-Bar, even though they're on different brands. I don't care. It's a shame
2: Ricochet is not the IC champion because that would be a great match because that spot where Ricochet goes from the ring to a ladder and then eliminates T-Bar by jumping off a ladder was one of the coolest things I've seen in a battle royal in years. And I had a lot of fun with this one. And I know a lot of people are over battle royals, but I'm, I guess, old enough to be like, ah, they're a lot of fun and you don't get them all the time. I do wish AJ Styles would have won because AJ and Money in Money of the Bank is fun. But Riddle yes. seemed like the obvious choice going into it. The buildup
1: throughout this match, though, again, we got T-Bar doing some cool stuff. That was promising, uh, but there's no Finn. There's no Damian Priest. Why wouldn't they be in this, Robert?
2: Well, because they're too busy uh, critiquing parenting skills. You know, yeah. I think that. I think that's what they're turning their attention to.
1: I so So let's shocked. discuss that really quickly. Really quickly, they set up a match for next week. It's Judgment Day against the Mysterios, which was on main event last week, Robert.
2: Yeah. Um, how do you go from Edge leading a stable of young, hungry talent to, hey, we're on main event, and I guess we're going to bully Rey Mysterio because... He doesn't like, you know, we're going to tell him he's not a good father. I, I don't understand why they even sided with Finn Balor, because if you look at it from an optic and a logical standpoint, he lost and they chose to side with a loser after Hell in a Cell. So this whole thing just went right down the toilet very quickly, which sucks because Rhea, Damien and Finn all deserve better.
1: It's Very frustrating to see that unfold. But Riddle in the in Money in the Bank, I think that's great. I think that's great. I'm all for that. Yeah. Dan- Daniel Brown says, might have seen the graphic wrong. Was there another person or a surprise entrant from Men's Money in the Bank? They're Man. advertising a seventh person, Robert.
2: So throughout the match, they were like, it's the last spot. And then at random points in the night, they would say, no, there's one more. So I guess. There might be one more. I think there's one
1: more. If there's not.
2: Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at
1: Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Bernard's. Then that's, that's they, promotional malpractice. They did malpractice. Do
2: Ezekiel and KO, and maybe you get that in a, on the uh, kickoff, and you run the winner in the, la- in the ladder match, or maybe it's a surprise.
1: Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, but this Battle Royal, great way to spend the first 25 minutes of the show, I thought. It had stakes. I'm happy about it. Um, call me crazy says kind of odd. They had a mad cat Moss cut a promo for money in the bank a couple weeks back, but haven't had him on TV since they just mentioned Ezekiel versus KO being the next money in the bank qualifier match, but rescheduled any reason why Moss isn't in it. Cause they don't plan shit out longer than like two weeks ahead of time. The guy well, that lost that feud is now in a major feud for SummerSlam against Pat McAfee, but mad dude, cat because Moss, it's
2: reverse psychology because who really got the last laugh? Clearly, it was Barry yeah. Corbin because he's on TV.
1: Because he's wrestling a, a celebrity on SummerSlam after losing that feud. Um, I wish I had an answer for you. Madcap Moss was working the dart match last week. They oh, don't know what man.
2: You know, it's, it's a byproduct of everything changing on a dime all the time. You can't plan for anything ever.
1: So uh, Cena and the Street Profits have their segment. Basically, Cena tells them never give up. He goes a little bit hokey, uh, not a little bit, a lot of bit hokey on them. But then Montez Ford defeats Jay Uso. Now, on the run sheet, it was listed as to pick the stipulation. Did they ever mention that?
2: So they didn't mention it in the graphic and they didn't pick a stipulation, but they did have Byron Saxton say it. Okay, because so- I missed
1: that. But it was on it was on the run sheets that this was supposed to be to select the stipulation uh, for, for the match. And I feel like I have already seen this match and them wrestle 800 times. Even if I haven't, I just feel like I have.
2: Over, They've been it, around each you. other enough. Yeah, But I think if they do follow through on what they said, I think the stipulation will be like a best two out of three. Unless they want to be crazy and cram another ladder match, I think that'd be overkill, but that might be what they do. Well, there's six matches know. on this show now. So, so uh
1: God, I hope. I hope that they go two out of three falls here. And if they left it at six matches, the way it is now, I'd be all right. Hey, it gets me to the studio a little bit quicker that night. But, um, yeah, I, Montez winning. He's altered his frog splash a little bit. He sort of lands on his feet a little bit and then leans down into it and it still looks.
2: It still it, looks great. It still
1: looks good. Yeah.
2: Maybe it's to lessen the impact. Maybe he does want to go full RVD where <laughs> With that know, extra 15 pounds of muscle, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> you're breaking, you're breaking every rib. Like I think he's got one of the best frog splash in the game. I think it's only a matter of time before he's icy champion one day, but that doesn't mean you sleep on Dawkins because he'll be great if they ever go singles too.
1: Yeah, I, I am in agreement with that. Oh, I just I just hope they don't run this back like 200 times. I, I hope they... Well, they we use... got
2: another show in three weeks, so they probably will. Yeah, you're
1: right. You're right. Joel Woods says, The seventh is a surprise. Cody runs out at the end, and Brock Lesnar-style steals the briefcase from Seth's graps, <laughs> then just holds it until he returns. Listen, I... I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it <laughs> if they I, did
2: that. I had that in mind from the night after Hell in a Cell when he said basically, I'm going to be in Money in the Bank. They can do that, but I think there's too many weeks of TV with Seth and Becky having briefcases and with Brock and Roman having a match. All you have to do to build up SummerSlam is Seth go, Remember what happened last time? This was the case. And then oh. everybody's waiting all night long at SummerSlam for a cash-in that doesn't and, have to happen.
1: And not only that, they'd have to WCW 2000 it. Like, Roman and Brock knock each other out. Seth cashes in, and he doesn't have to pin anybody. They just count to 10. He oh, doesn't touch could. anybody. You know, He just stands there and collects the title. They could do that. I know. They probably will. Terry says Shelton or Ricochet would have been nice. Would have been, but... um. Sadly, not the case. J.W. Pringle says, mental health moment, just a reminder in this crazy world, take care of yourself. If you think you need help, please reach out. You're loved and worthy. Moreover, we need you here with us. Much love. Every time he sends these Uh guys, I'll remind you, uh, utilize NAMI Communicate on Twitter. Uh, I do the NAMI Walk every single year and uh, donate to NAMI. I encourage you guys to as well. They have a plethora of wonderful resources. Alex says, hey, guys, could you see Rollins cashing in for just one title at Money in the Bank? I could see that happening. Now I don't think he's going to cash in at Money in the Bank at all. He says, I could see him facing Riddle for a program through the summer. Thoughts? No, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that... um, that I mean, I do think it'll cash in for one title. I think that's possible.
2: They realistically only have to get through the next three weeks, and then spend all of August building Clash the Castle. I do think it'll be Riddle Rollins at SummerSlam, but I think the key of SummerSlam is Rollins teasing cashing in on Roman and Brock again.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like if they do cash in, it should be for one title. Go ahead and and split those up
2: they seem like they're all in on the idea of undisputed titles again, but I wouldn't be opposed to it because they've shown that as much as I wanted it going into mania, they right away said, okay, now that Roman is the guy Roman's off TV.
1: Yeah. Joel Wood says it was pretty good seeing the retired Daniel Bryan send something in for Cena after he was retired by Roman Reigns last year. Wonder what happened to this guy.
2: He's lost in some portal, some forbidden something.
1: By the way, the Mysterious are going to face Judgment Day in San Diego if you couldn't hear him. oh, Let me tell you about a problem I have with this next segment. So Miz comes out. He's asked about Logan Paul, who he hit with a skull-crushing finale. Now, I want to say I appreciate them for trying to retcon this a little bit. But they showed the fact that The Miz hit the skull-crushing finale on Logan Paul at Mania. And Miz is still saying, well, we're going to team together and we're going to win the tag team titles. And Kevin Patrick's like, hey, bro, he didn't forget. I'm sure he didn't. He's not stupid. Miz is like, well, I taught him a lesson. And he accepted it. Okay, cool. Well, he says they're going to team up at SummerSlam. Hey, great. More star power on SummerSlam. I'm all here for that. Sure. If you're running the same main event 400 times, add some more star power to it. Put Cena on the show. Put McAfee on the show. Put Logan Paul on the show. Love it. Fill up a stadium. It's an NFL stadium. So AJ's comes out and he's he's pissed off. He's mad. And then they have a 15-minute match that ends up being a 25-minute segment. And the match is fine. It's okay. But then it ends via out And you know they're just going to run it back next week, Robert. You know it's just going to happen again next week. Or even worse than that, probably Money in the Bank. Hopefully not. Probably WWE Raw next week. And uh, Denise and I will get an opportunity to talk about this match.
2: Well, hopefully it'll be a lumberjack match where the lumberjacks are zombies because I think we need to run that back or something. Really, this is all about how Miz has gigantic, hairy, Balls. swollen Nuts. stupendous they got that word in there again yeah massive balls and what is this the fourth week of talking about mrs testicles yeah um, it's fine it's a funny bit logan paul will run it into the ground even more Uh, you're right you're right he will you know th- this sucks what they're doing with aj aj's going quickly from Oh man, I'm so glad he re-signed in 2019 or whatever it was to like
1: oh he he would damn. have had to have he re upped recently.
2: Yeah, I'm almost at the point where it's like, damn, I would have liked to see what you were gonna do over there because he's quickly winding down into that like old guard era. And when I see Sting jumping off of stages at Forbidden Door, I'd kind of rather AJ over there hey. instead of talking about Mrs. Balls.
1: Listen, man, at this point, I'd rather see him in New Japan. I'd rather have seen him in Impact. I would legitimately rather watch him wrestle Josh Alexander than do what he's doing on Raw. And that—that that is not, there's nothing wrong with WWE. He's. I, I would say he's had one of the best runs of his career in WWE, and he's had a lot of great runs, but this booking ain't it. Uh, It disappoints me, but I'll tell you what doesn't disappoint me. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Robert, we talk a lot about forbidden doors. People talk a lot about pay-per-view prices. NordVPN.com slash Fightful helps keep those down. You get a great deal, an additional month free, and now you get all of their plans. You can get three different plans to choose from. The standard just has the VPN then there uh, is a pass added on plus and then on complete you can add a locker on top of that sorry i stumbled over my words there a little bit i was so amazed by these plans and bundles
2: and how so you can amazed.
1: how you can change your virtual location with just one click like i don't know lithuania then you can get pay per views at a much more reduced rate than what you're getting them so it effectively pays for itself on top of that you get a 30 day money back guarantee i've told this story on the show A few times, but a couple weeks ago, I got that brand new PlayStation Plus. I'm not going to plug them anymore. We got that new version, started to download a bunch of games, but my dynamic IP didn't have an address that PlayStation Plus really thought much of. I was on that NAT, too. It was restricting my my bandwidth, so to speak, just from PlayStation Plus. So, got NordVPN.com slash Fightful hooked up on the router because it's available on all your devices, phone, laptop, desktop, PC, all that good stuff. And all of a sudden, my IP is different. My speeds are better. It ain't taking me four hours to download NBA 2K22. NordVPN. Yeah, it's a heck of a time. NordVPN.com slash Fightful.
2: I will say VPNs do come in handy when you're Googling massive, hairy, stupendous balls. They do. If you're going to do that, you need a VPN because otherwise it gets messy. And hairy.
1: We got a new razor sponsor this week too, but it's on the AEW show. Luis Polito says it'll be a lumberjack match, but instead of zombies, it'll be minions. I love it. That would be they fun. did
2: show that commercial a lot. I can yeah. see WWE doing a crossover with the minions.
1: They were the they were presenting sponsor, so yeah. Jake Salazar says, "Sorry, AJ. At this point, you get what you sign up for. Certainly do."
2: Yeah, that, but that's bullshit because they signed him and they signed one of the best in the world. They should be utilizing him right now when you have next to nobody. Randy's out. You know, how long's Brock going to be around? You need AJ to step up and challenge Roman Reigns. Bianca
1: Carmella segment. Yeah, Bianca cut in a promo. I didn't again. I didn't think the dialogue was good, but she is such a star and good at delivering this stuff that I'm like, I don't give a damn. She's just a star, and I'll listen to what she has to say. Carmella came out, and she looks like a million bucks per usual. I I can't help but to look back at the match that was teased at SummerSlam, Robert, and poor Bianca. Bailey got knocked out. Sasha got knocked out. Rhea's gotten knocked out. Then when she faced Becky, it was like 30 seconds, and they they built to it, but eventually it paid off, and it was a great match, but perpetually a lot of her opponents end up getting hurt or sidelined or whatever. When Sasha couldn't compete last year at SummerSlam, they ran Carmella out there as the tease, as the look guys we're self-aware of how terrible our booking is. So we're going to bring Carmella out here because Bianca's beaten her a hundred times. And then they swerved and we were all like, Oh my God, Becky's back. This match is going to rule. And it was 30 seconds. Um, I think Carmella is far better than anybody gives her credit for in the ring. I will constantly point to uh, a match that she had with Charlotte and it was one of the last like serious, serious matches that Carmella had near the top of the card because, uh, she was thrown into the top of the card before she was ready and she got ready. But when Charlotte had taken some time off, I want to say it was like 2018 yeah, and she came back. If you watch that match, you see Carmella. She was leading the dance there, so to speak. And she was uh, doing everything, putting herself in the right places. And I don't think that she gets enough credit for being as as good as she is. Um. That uh, being honestly, said,
2: you got to go call her dependable. She's always. her and Bianca, quite frankly. They've had to run this match back a hundred times. And it's never because they're feuding. It's always because, hey, Bailey's hurt. Money in the bank. We're going to run out Carmella. Hey, you know, Sasha's not here. We're going to run out Carmella. They've had to run this match back. I want them to get enough time, obviously, because of the circumstances. No one thinks Carmella is going to win, but at least they can do their best to leave an impression with the audience.
1: Yeah. And, and like, it's one of those matches. Like we saw it so many times on SmackDown last year, like, Over and over again. it They had it in April. It was like two and a half minutes. They had it in May, and it was like barely six minutes. They ran it in in July, and that that one got some time for the title. Like I, I feel like they had, because they had the two in July, if you remember. So there was a period where Bianca Belair beat Carmella like five times on TV in one summer. And then they had a bunch of tag matches, too. And then, oh my gosh, I forgot they even, they had Bianca beat Carmella in the four-way after SummerSlam, too. So they they ran that back. and
2: They they, were really the anchors of the SmackDown division last year, and I hope that they're not in that position again for Raw, because I think that the goal is going to be to unify those before Mania, so that whatever Ronda and Becky do is for one belt. But I think hopefully we're looking at Charlotte and Bianca for SummerSlam. I hope yeah. they can get Charlotte back quick, run Charlotte, and Bianca, and let them steal the show in Nashville.
1: And again, I like Carmella. I, I really like Bianca Belair, but it's like, you know, if you guys would just keep a couple people over at any given time, you wouldn't have to go to a match that you've done six or seven times on TV already and not, not just done, but done 14 in the past 14 months. This was also uh, scheduled to be a contract signing segment originally. Yeah. Big Salazar said, I think Brian went through the wrong door. Well hey guys, go through the right door. Superchats.com. Humperchats. It's actually just Humperchats.com. You, there's no superchats.com. Don't donate to that. Just go to uh, the Super Chats. Here. Yeah. Just go to the Super Chats here on YouTube.com slash fightful. Uh, Daniel Brown says, any chance Cena is the last money in the bank in China? Clearly, really? w- Here, let, me, let me finish this. Clearly, WWE thinks that he's the GOAT. Time to break Flair's record. They really need the star power right now. Well, I think now they are more likely to just smash that Flair record than ever before.
2: Yeah. And I wouldn't blame them. I don't think Cena's the mystery man because I think if he is working, it'll be theory at SummerSlam. But I would strap everything to Cena and say, hey, can we get you for six months? Can you carry us through Mania, please? Like, we need this. And I think their TV would be much better off.
1: Hey, what's that over there? Says, why don't they bring back Mickey for a program with Bianca? That literally would have been more exciting. Nothing against Carmella. But if they said, Mickey James is back, she's just working a program for a couple months. Why not? They
2: used Why all their not? forbidden door points on the uh, video packages. <laughs> yeah, they did.
1: Lashley versus Alpha Academy with Theory as the enforcer. I thought the action here was pretty damn good, all things considered. Um, Lashley's good at beating up people. Alpha Academy are good at wrestling. That Chad Gable moonsault is a beauty. Yeah, Damn, is that thing a beauty. But eventually, Lashley gets the win. Austin Theory can't really do much. My question is, are they going to beat Austin Theory before he goes to Cena, assuming he goes to Cena? And then if he does go to Cena, well, one, he's either coming off of a loss or two, it's going to be a non-title match. And that makes John Cena look like he doesn't give a shit about the U.S. title that that sort of made him. But uh, what do you think about that and the match itself?
2: The match itself was fine. It was fun. If you're going to have a special enforcer and they're going to be completely ineffective, don't have the special enforcer. It seems like a waste of a stipulation to me. The match though, fun. I love watching Chad Gable go to work. Otis is great in this role, even if it's not as entertaining as he was just being himself, but theory losing to Lashley would hurt unless John Cena cost in the match. And they've given him no reason to do so. Theory didn't punch him. Theory didn't kick him. Nothing. So if John Cena costs him a match, what are you going to do? Okay, now they're fighting at SummerSlam for no belt. Great. I think Cena should win because Cena loses more often than he wins these days because he's about giving back. But also then it just means, okay, Theory lost to Lashley. Theory lost to Cena. Where do you go? They're really between a rock and a hard place. I just hope we see John Cena wrestle at all. We got
1: the Liv and Alexa Bliss backstage interview. I thought that uh, Liv did pretty good here. And Alexa, Alexa's new personality, I think, works really well for her. She's just like, everything's fine. I'm cured. I just want to get a cute little briefcase for Lily, which... Honestly, if they sold a lily with a money in the bank briefcase, it would sell like it would crazy. Sell a lot. It would sell like crazy, man. And live. It's like, we're not friends. I'm going to beat your ass on Saturday. I'm not going to hold up. I'm not going to hold back. Uh, and live got the win here. What did that? What good you old thinking? roll up, Sean. Yeah, it was. And I mean, good. I mean, Alexa has been pretty protected Along the way. So Liv getting a win here. Albeit far too short for me. In my opinion. Um, I I think that this is. The right move to make. Liv needs to win more.
2: Yeah I wouldn't have let them. The whole basis of the match be. We're not friends. Because if they ever do decide. Hey we need to bring those tag titles back. Liv and and Bliss. Are going to be. The two that likely go to the finals. So I wouldn't have lingered on that but who knows maybe Liv morgan actually wins money in the bank maybe
1: i, I wouldn't mind that although i think it's leaning towards the, the becky lynch route it, it um, should be this was far too short for me yeah like when you've got a 15 minute match out of 25 minute segment that goes to a count out you could have cut five minutes off of that and given this five minutes because i agree I mean, our chat, definitely, our our chat, this was the most requested thing to talk about. Leave a thumbs up, please. But you you couldn't take five minutes from AJ and Miz when it was going to go to a nothing bullshit finish and apply it to this? Come on, what are we doing here, man? Like, just just give them some more time. I'm glad Liv Morgan's getting on TV because there were a lot of weeks when she wasn't, but uh, she should have absolutely had more going on here.
2: Yeah, I think... That Morgan, by now, should have been either near a title or in a feud. She should be an established star. She came into the year hot as all hell with the Becky Lynch feud, but they cooled her off. She was in a major feud at Hell in a Cell, but they cooled that whole thing off. I wish she'd win this match, and I wish they'd start booking the women like they were four years ago. But hopefully, we get back around to that, once everything shakes out, however, it does behind the scenes.
1: Oscar was on commentary. I thought she <laughs> she was good. She, she just greeted them with nobody's ready for Oscar. I thought that was good. I love Oscar, man. The best. She's she's awesome. I never going to hear me complaining about Oscar. Um, that, that just so endearing. Cody Rhodes interview. This was a surprise. This wasn't on the rundown either. Joel Woods says, seemed weird to have that Cody promo tonight with him teasing, confronting Seth. I would have him on the show as much as possible. Yeah. He said that the timetable is nine months uh, from WWE, but he's going to try to respect that, but he doesn't know if he's going to be able to. You know, I I don't hate the idea of... (laughs) him climbing that ladder and just grabbing the briefcase and then climbing right back down. Listen. Yeah, I do hate it. I do hate it, but still, would I chuckle? Would I laugh? Yeah. Robert, let me ask you, was that rehab facility a green screen?
2: Uh, well, it was a youth rehab facility and he's like mid thirties. So I think it might've been Sean, you know, (laughs) I look, Cody, I saw him wrestle with a torn pec inside Hell in a Cell. I think he can climb a ladder and retrieve a briefcase and maybe just sit around waiting for the time to cash it in. But I think it's more likely we're waiting for the Royal Rumble for Cody. And hopefully it's uh, Seth Rollins who he beats for the belt at Mania.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I... I know there's going to be people that say, Sean, you're complaining about Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. It's been the same story every single time. I've watched, I've watched the Reigns Lesnar build nine times now, including the two matches they didn't have at day one and Saudi. So I'm, I don't need that anymore. Cody and Seth not only has more meat on the bone, um, literally and figuratively now that Cody Rhodes has his pec reattached, but, their matches have all been bangers, Robert. They've all been good. And there's a storyline reason for this. Seth Rollins weasels into a match that he shouldn't have been in when the guy that beat him three times is hurt. He attacked that guy, put him on the shelf even longer. And then when that guy comes back and wins the Royal Rumble, and he's going to say, I want to be WWE champion. That is the championship I'm going to compete for, yada, yada. Seth Rollins spins specifically picks that title and cashes in and gets it. He didn't care about the other damn title. He wants that WWE title just to mess with Cody and to get his match back. It makes so
2: much sense, Robert. It does. And yeah, yeah, dad, I love that, you know, Edge did two matches, got hurt, and then had to work Randy Orton again a year later. No, but when it works out for the story, it works out, and this is the story that you need to tell now.
1: Yeah. So uh Oh man, this was this was a welcome surprise. It's not often that we just get something that pops up like this and I thought it worked out really well. Yeah. J- J.W. Pringle said, "Hey, did you hear John Cena was on Raw? Well, in case you forgot, Vince McMahon introduced him." Robert like, "Listen, this is fucking obnoxious." Is what it is. It is obnoxious. When's the last time Vince appeared on three episodes of TV in this short amount of time?
2: It's been, it's been years.
1: It's been years. It's been a long ass time since he's appeared this frequent and to do nothing. Just here's John Cena. If he wouldn't, if he wouldn't have appeared the last two times, but he did tonight, I'd be like, all right, well, he's introducing John Cena, but because we, we see what he's doing. And I know there's going to be some dipshits on the internet, Oh, they're trying to rile you up. They're trying to rile. Right, that's what he's doing. Vince McMahon does not know, nor does he give a shit who I am. So he ain't trying to rile me up. He's just being an asshole. That's what he's doing. He's being an
2: asshole, Robert. He he is. And I could live with the first one, even though I thought he would say something more than then, now, and forever together. But it was last week that killed me because he just came out to go, And John Cena's here next week as if they hadn't been advertising it for the past three weeks. If you're going to have him come out and introduce him, fine. In fact, I'd say this one was warranted. If he shows up again next week to do nothing, or God forbid, he goes, God, isn't America great? Happy Fourth of July. See you later. You know, it's like, how far are you going to go with this before it's just, all right, you don't need to be out there in front of the people. but. At the same time, he's getting a pop every time he does it. So even if it's like we're sitting here and saying he's being an asshole, he's sure. getting a pop. So he's going to keep thinking, well, they love it. So I'm going to keep doing it.
1: Well, you know what? Baron Corbin keeps getting uh, really loud ovations live too. And that's why Vince keeps pushing him. So not surprised. Kevin Owens just tweeted, I didn't want to go to Texas, so I didn't go. Leave me alone.
2: Nice. Continuity. There we go. I mean, look, he's got PTSD. This is where the whole Ezekiel thing started. I think he's had enough for the last three months. Although credit to him for even doing this story for as long as he has. That man wrestled Stone Cold Steve Austin at Mania. And it was just sort of like, all right, that's gone. Here's Ezekiel. Yeah. Joel Wood says, with the
1: New York Times article in Vince today, and uh, is that article combined with the other stuff, What cost Vince's position in WWE? Nope. Nope. I think he, I think my prediction, my personal prediction, I think he hands over the CEO and chairman thing because it's superficial at this point anyway, and he retains creative. That's all Vince Mm -hmm. really cares about.
2: That's it. Yep. As long as there's nothing that can actually say, hey, you cannot be involved in creative. I think he just says, all right, Steph, the company is yours now. And he continues to control everything until his last day.
1: Hey, what's that over there? Says if you guys could pick one actor to play Vince in an inevitable movie, who would it be? Because my pick is Nicolas Cage. So legitimately, um, <laughs> it'd have to be somebody jacked. They would have to be jacked. Yeah. Damn. Because normally I'd say somebody like, like obviously one of the one of the top guys, the one of the top actors, because he, you know what? I like this one, John Hamm.
2: John Hamm could play a good Vince. That's a know? good
1: one. So I said Batista. <laughs> you wait a few years, uh, Bradley Cooper might be able to do it. Listen, hear me out, John Cena.
2: Yeah, I. Uh, you John know, Cena. I think. I think I could see that. Give it a few years. I think I could see John playing Vince. (laughs) Joel Woods
1: says, if he hands over the CEO position, couldn't Stephanie theoretically just veto Vince's creative plans or would he just use his voting power to reinstall himself?
2: Um, Go ahead. Sorry. If Stephanie vetoed Vince's creative plans, she'd be, if that story got out, she'd be a baby face forever. (laughs) The way I don't that it's better happening but the amazing. The
1: way that I've mentioned it is like what Stephanie got to lose. She was hitting the bricks a month and a half ago. She was That's leaving so weird. So like just do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Rehire all of your team that they fired. KE775 says we're going to see Vince all summer, huh? Probably. And Daniel Brown The, the Brown's, weird thing
2: is they were burying Steph in a way. Yeah. In that article. And just two weeks later, it's like, OK, not, forget what we said about not being happy with her. She's she's running the whole show now.
1: So one person in PR buried her and I know who it was. And or, or I don't want to say PR even. I don't think it was somebody it was somebody under Nick Khan. But I had people that worked with Stephanie that said that they got along fine. And I had people that are Nick Khan PR hires that said great things about Stephanie. So I think it was one person who kind of went rogue. What we've learned lately, especially, is that a lot of these mainstream outlets, while some of them do like really good work with uncovering some things, you still got like in the Wall Street Journal, they refer to Johnny Ace's kayfabewb.com profile as if it's a factual thing. Like they're referring to character traits. Uh, Business Insider were referring to people that left WWE when they were let go from WWE. Like there's still... An extra level of of disconnect between them, and I feel like sometimes they can go with one source and rock with it, as opposed to to following up on that. Uh, still, some really great work doing uh, being done there. But whenever I'll follow up on that, I'll hear like, no, that's not the case at all. Daniel Brown right. says, "Miss Titus tonight when Vince introduced Cena, very clever." And Nerdguru Guru says, "The Cena promo was great. Found it very odd. There was no angle or something." Guess they planted the seeds for theory. But when Cena came out, we hadn't seen Seth all night. I was like, are they going to run this back? Because yes, please. But who knows? Well, Cena cuts his promo and he says, uh, everything that I do, it's us. It's together. It's we. And he said, I don't know when I'm going to wrestle again. He's like, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. He's just like, I'm not. I just don't know when. Uh, well, Robert, I sure as shit hope it's gonna be SummerSlam because if they brought him back just to celebrate 20 years,
2: woof. That's almost as bad as the events appearances. If they brought him back just to go, I love you, I'll see you later, maybe. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Well, okay, John, bye. Like then now
1: together eventually is what he said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and- <laughs> If it wasn't for the fact that this is such a great baby face promo where he just seems so genuine. He's great. I would say this was a bluff. This is almost a fail, but it was such a good promo.
1: I believe everything that he says too, because I mean, he's got the track record all to make a wish things. And for any dork that's like,
2: well, he wouldn't do that if he didn't have to. Yes, he
1: would. Cause he did. He did hundreds of them that you never knew about. He was wonderful. He was great. He was absolutely awesome at that stuff. Um, and this was a phenomenal promo. This was great, but like, God damn. If they do the same thing they did last year where they have him work 15 matches and none of them are on TV. Well, just so they can bring him back and have that one television match. That's dumb too. put him yeah. on Peacock or something. I don't care if it's the same match 10 times, as long as you put it on TV. Okay. Take that back. I would absolutely bitch if it was the same match 10 times, but have him work a different person every night. Dominic doesn't need to be in there getting reps with him on his six-man tag.
2: Well, yeah, have him work. <laughs> there's Rollins. There's there's Reigns. There's Theory. There's, honestly, Drew. He hasn't really worked Drew. I think he was supposed to maybe a couple of WrestleManias ago. Yeah. There, there's Sheamus. There's go, go down to NXT. Get him a match with Braun Breaker. You want to put somebody over? Put Braun Breaker over by having him smash... John Cena, I mean, there are people he can work. Carmelo Hayes has built his whole shtick around ruthless aggression. Carmelo Hayes is going to be a match one day. It's bound to happen, but do something with him while you have him. KE775
1: says, Do you think sponsors' networks will step in if more ugly stories about Vince emerge, or will Vince find another scapegoat? Vince will always have a scapegoat, but I think if some more some more stuff continues to emerge. I think there will be some that, uh, that sort of move away from WWE.
2: Yeah. Cause a lot of what's happening now and, you know, we've seen it with other trusted people. When too much stuff comes out, eventually someone's going to step in and say, all right, a change has to be made. And maybe that's when officially he's no longer the CEO. I just can't imagine a world where he doesn't have full creative control. You still
1: got time to get in your super chats and humper chats, guys. Daniel says if Cody grabs the briefcase, it kind of ruins the legitimacy of Money in the Bank. Not that WWE cares about things making sense and earning things, but Brock, Ellsworth, Cody think it buries it in general. Well, Daniel, you you kind of answered it yourself. Uh, Brock did this.
2: Money in the Bank hasn't existed since. For at least a good five six years i can't remember the last like great cash in maybe sheamus that was a decent one but no no I, woman has held it longer than a full day even since carmella i know and she and there's been four winners and they all keep cashing in right away so the legitimacy is hurt as is so cody coming in just to grab it won't kill the.
1: Well, I'm letting you guys cash in on magicspoon.com slash fightful right now. Man, everybody loved cereal when they were younger. But when you get older, you realize it's packed full of junk. You probably shouldn't be eating. Well, you know what? I added Magic Spoon to my diet last year. I've dropped 20 pounds. I feel really great. That's because it doesn't have the sugar or junk that other cereals have. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, Only four to five net grams of carbs in each serving. Low-carb, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and only 140 calories per serving. They've got cocoa, fruity, frosted peanut butter, blueberry muffin, maple waffle, honey nut, cookies and cream, cinnamon roll. They've added their cereal bars back, too. A little bit of something for everyone in a guilt-free bowl of cereal. You can have it in the morning. You can have it as a snack. You can also... Just have it whenever and you don't have to feel guilty. Go to magicspoon.com slash fightful. Grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it yourself. Use our promo code fightful at checkout and save $5 off your order. They also have a 30-day or not a a 30-day. Man, I'm getting my my happiness guarantees mixed up here. God, they're just we've got such great deals here on Fightful. And magic spoon.com slash fightful. They're so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Magic spoon.com slash fightful. What'd you think of the Rollins, Cena, Omos backstage that we saw?
2: It. This is where it became painfully apparent to me that John Cena is just there to be the backdrop for everybody else because he says next to nothing to Rollins. He just makes facial expressions and then looks up at Omas, says, good luck, buddy, and walks away. And that's the last we see of John Cena. Not what I would have done. I would have liked for him to set up something. They passed the I'm heat. Kind of, they passed the heat off. I'm kind of convinced that like he was just there to celebrate 20 years. So, you Um, know, maybe next time he's around, maybe we get a build to something.
1: Connor Augustine says, you feeling any better from this weekend?
2: I I sustained a
1: little bit of an ankle injury this, this past week doing some, some in-ring training. So uh, I'm feeling a little bit better right now, but hoping it'll be better by the weekend, by the time I'm in Vegas. But thank you for asking.
2: You got the injury bug too. Sean, what is
1: buddy? I am so injury prone. I am so injury prone that it's ridiculous. Joel Wood says, "This is my weekly inquiry about whether there's any update on Sasha and Naomi. It's been a week or so since Raj reported Sasha's release, but nothing yet. Talent thinks so. Raj is supremely confident in it, uh, so much so he promises career on it. So, or at least his scoops career. Uh, I've not had any update since then. People in digital <clears throat> have not been told to remove her from the roster. Talent relations hasn't been given an update in that regard. So I, I." need to reiterate this i still can't confirm it i can confirm that talent are talking about it as if it happened but i have still not confirmed this nerd guru says i don't think they're smart enough to say the cash-in has to be for one title not both uh I, i think that not saying anything is them keeping it flexible and that's smart yeah last chance qualifier becky wins she had an incredible performance. Nerd Drew says she was the main event MVP. Can't believe how good this run of hers uh, a year and a half after giving birth. She's unreal. She and drop together rule. They have great chemistry. Well, I can tell you that's a match that drop looked forward to for a long time. Said it should be a pairing down the road. Becky should win money in the bank. Also, <clears throat> Becky win tonight felt like a face turn. If I ever saw one, I think it's a long time coming. She's great as a heel, but I'm ready to cheer for her again. The man has to be the one to take down Rhonda. Well, there's a lot to cover there, Nerd Guru. I completely agree. She was the main event MVP. She is awesome. This is the best in-ring run of her career. And Robert, I think this is the start of it. I think this is the start yeah. of her babyface run. But I think we eventually get back to Becky and Rhonda. And Rhonda goes, I don't want big-time Becks I want the man. I want the person that beat me or at least claims that she beat me, but didn't actually pin my shoulders to the mat. Uh, I just fear that they'll have Ronda win and she absolutely should.
2: Yeah, I I hope that, first of all, I hope that they get there because let's be honest, sometimes we hold matches out because we think we have all the time in the world and then we never get a four horse woman versus four horse woman because even though they had everybody under contract, they just didn't do it. So I hope they get there for one, but I do think Becky needs to be a babyface. They never, nobody wanted to boo her to begin with, but they learned to accept it because Bianca was so red hot. And by the time you get there, it can't be babyface Rhonda because by the time you get in the ring, the audience is going to tell you otherwise. So I think before Mania, if they don't already have Cody and Seth in mind, I think Seth and Becky have a shot at turning babyface. And I think they should.
1: Yeah. Uh, somebody says. Sean, are you allergic to crappy wrestling? I have, uh, allergy induced asthma. So it's rough right now. Rough this time. Yes. of Yes. Yes. Uh, Blake Whitehouse says, so Becky's winning money in the bank and having a failed cash in on Bianca at SummerSlam. Right. I think there should be a tease. I think there should absolutely be a tease. There could even be a tease <laughs> with the Carmela thing where Carmella's like, not again, not again. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Becky winning this, she I, I thought that Dewdrop looked great too. Um it doesn't instill a lot of great confidence that Jimmy Smith didn't even know or remember. No, it was Ili's Ili's was. Name?
2: Oh my god, that broke my heart. They were like, Oh, it's a Zilee. Okay. Yeah. That's Damn. a shame.
1: But the, the match was good. Becky was great. She is phenomenal, but you need to prop this up with as many over talent as possible. As many over talent as possible, but I thought that Becky was wonderful. Guys, uh, reminder: subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Just this past week, let's talk about this. This past week, this is past week. Broke the news that Claudio was heading to AEW. The Jefferson Starship Jane news. We had producers for Raw and SmackDown, and including a bunch of backstage news. We had a story about when MJF asked for uh, a renegotiated contract in MLW. We had all the early news uh, on Kenny Omega. We had a ton, him talking about Fight Forever. We had a bunch of Miro news as well on his, his new contract. We got just a ton of stuff ahead of Forbidden Door. We had the SmackDown and Raw plans. We broke the news that Natalia would hit Ronda Rousey with a stroller. Details, uh, behind some wrestlers that weren't even told they were going to be on, M- on uh, MLB or not MLB. Well, the, I guarantee you these WWE wrestlers are not in MLB 2K22, but, uh, they wouldn't be in, they, they weren't told that they'd be in WWE 2K22 ahead of that happening. We've got retro reviews. We've got Q and A's. We got backstage news. Robert, tell the people what you
2: do. Find me everywhere at Dude Felice. You can find me there on Twitter instagram twitch i'm here every single day of the week i'm also on other podcasts for places like spark out moment i'm on the wrestle zone smackdown podcast most weeks just find me everywhere and continue supporting wrestling and continue supporting fightful
1: guys thank you all so much please leave a thumbs up on this video it would greatly appreciate it until next time guys we're out
0: everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems